This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome to the Masters of the Cinematic Universe live show. I'm Joe. I'm Eric. In person. And I'm Doug. Yeah. So what's up, guys? What are we doing today? Today we are going to take a look at, thank you, some of our favorite <laughs> movie clips. I just have to pause and say that Boba Fett's in the audience right now, and it's freaking me out, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. We have no Star Wars clips to show you, man. I'm <laughs> sorry. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we would have done it any justice anyways. No, no, no. So we're going to uh, jump right in. Our first clip is from a little film called Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And it goes a little something like this. Now, I picked this first clip because this is one of my favorite movies of all time. This is one of my favorite scenes of all time. This is the scene that you test every big screen in every old 90s electronic store with. So we got a lot of stunt work in this, in this section. That's my man Robert Patrick there. You got this annoying kid on the bike. Yeah. Your favorite character in the movie. The, the only character they could have got rid of. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> no. It would have been so much of a better movie. I, I disagree, man. Like, he was he was a kid to look up to in the 90s. He was very cool for the time. Oh, absolutely. No, he did a, he, I think he did a great job. He really yeah. did. Now we got Arnold here on the bike. Um, Again, this sequence is so impressive because all of this stuff is really happening. This is so pre-CGI, except for the end where we turn into a PlayStation 2 cutscene. We'll get there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this sequence, it's so well-directed, so well-edited. This is the moment. Like, this is, this is where we really cream our jeans, where he thinks he's getting out of Dodge. But, uh, if he would have just stopped, like, 15 feet earlier... <laughs> <laughs> Like in the tunnel, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Are you that guy in the movie? Oh, you know I am. Of course. You know that's me. So, that's just really a truck, right? Like, that's not a, a model or a special effect. That's just... That's some reckless uh, stunt driving. Yeah. I, I want to know who built that truck, because if it can take that, like, that's the truck yeah. I want. I think there might have been two trucks, but that's okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably the same guy who built this motorcycle. Yes. It is going to do something that blows my mind. Yeah. Um, again, the score, it's just killer, man. I could listen to this and get pumped up for just about anything. Yeah. I listened to this before I, I attempt sex with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I like the use of the word attempt. 
Yeah, it is. It's, only, <laughs> it's, it's not a guarantee, Joe. No, 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 never is. And you can see, you can see Cameron's attention to detail because every object that he passes on the bike, the truck hits. So Cameron was focused on that. He didn't have to do that. The no. cars, the shopping carts, the boxes, everything. Well, he's uh, like the, the timing is impeccable. He's like the anti-Steven Spielberg. Like he loves continuity. Yeah, that's Steven true. Steven Spielberg hates continuity. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like that the kid is like showing off some flair. He did a wheelie in the water for no reason apparently <laughs> whatsoever. That's why he's a cool character, man. Exactly. The hairstyle and the wheelie. Now this is insane. And and is that is that really how you reload a shotgun? Like you just spin it like that? You can if it's a certain type of shotgun. I always prefer like the where you grab the and the, you just. Up and down, like the pistol grip. Okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that a lot in movies. I don't know anything about guns, but... Is that a motion you're used to doing? All the time. <laughs> Just checking. Only when the attempts don't work. <laughs> so this scene in particular where the top of his truck gets chopped off, that was just a happy accident. They got to the shooting location and realized, hey guys, the truck's too big. What are we going to do? Chop the top. Chop the top. And it leads up to this. Arnold Schwartz, okay, so that's a stunt man, but that's just a guy on a bike. Right. Like, rest in peace his vertebrae. <laughs> <laughs> that looks painful as hell. He must be a Knievel. He must be a Knievel. Johnny Knievel. <laughs> <laughs> He's not as evil, though. No, no, but that, that stunt work, I mean, that scene always impressed me. I'm 37 years old, I still can't figure out how they did that. I don't know, I kind of just want to drive a truck into the walls of the LA River. That just seems fun. I mean... All right, so here we Road go. Road trip, that's the next live show, Joe? Yeah, next live show. We're going to the L.A. River. <laughs> it's going to be short. <laughs> it's never been done before. Never. It's not in every movie. <laughs> so this scene comes to a close with the most 90s explosion you've ever seen. I mean, look at that. Slow motion, just beautiful. And then things get a little dicey right around here. Yeah. We, we see a shape emerge from the flames. T T uh, T eight hundred, yeah. The T eight hundred pulls out a shotgun, and uh, lo and behold, it's just a wheel. It's just a wheel. I wish I had a jawline like that. I wouldn't <laughs> need to grow such a such facial. That, hair. That's why we grow beards. Yeah, gives the illusion what do you mean of a we? chin. <laughs> oh, <All right>. I can't. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. And here comes the T one thousand. For the time, you got to remember, it, this was groundbreaking uh, CGI work. And it's not the worst, and it's quick, but it's, it's the only flaw. Thank you for, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's Terminator 2. Next up, we have Shauna of the Dead. One of Doug's favorite movies. Yes, absolutely one of my favorites. So we're going to let this play through, and we'll talk after. If you leave now, you yeah, I'll put this on some random... Fuck's sake. John, yes, please, mate. You know what we should do tomorrow? Keep drinking. We'll have a bloody merry first thing. Have a bite of the king's head, couple of the little princess. We'll stagger back in. Damn. Back at the bar for shots. How's that for a slice of fried gold? No. Come on, man. Talk to me. She said if she stayed with me, she'd end up coming in here every night for the rest of her life like these sad old fuckers, drinking herself to death, wondering what the hell happened. That is harsh. These are rich, interesting characters. Like who? Snake Ips. Always surrounded by women. 
He's a bigamist. Strangled his first wife with a draft excluder. And he invented the mobile disco. <laughs> what about her, that? Cockercidal maniac. <laughs> <laughs> she's an ex-porn star. She's done it all. They say she's starting the world's first interracial hardcore loop. Capitole. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, what about John then? He's North London Mafia. It's true, Big Al says so. Yeah, well, Big Al also says dogs can't look up. <sighs> Think about it. Andy with a blade, gruff demeanor, Bernie the trophy wife. He's connected. Why do you think there's a rifle above the bar? Because the pub's called the Winchester. Exactly. <laughs> See? I don't need Liz to have a good time. Oh, I don't, man. No. No, hey, look at me. Can I just say one more thing? I'm not going to say, you know, there's plenty more fish in the sea. I'm not going to say if you love her, let her go. And I'm not going to bombard you with cliches. But what I will say is this. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. Sorry, we're closed! Holy moly. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, that is, it's, it's probably in my top 10 movies, let alone comedies of all time. I absolutely love it. I got lucky enough, Jeff Blue offered it on the flight down yesterday, so I watched yeah. the whole thing again. <laughs> Rather than picking a new movie I hadn't seen. Uh, I picked that scene because it, it, well, it tells the story of the entire movie in, in three or four minutes. Um, you know, the way Ed tries to cheer up uh, Sean, he mentions the Bloody Mary, which we'll see, you know, a few scenes later with Mary in the garden. Uh, bite of the king's head, his stepdad, Philip, gets bitten. Um, you know, it, the two little princesses, he's going to pick up Liz, and on and on and on. Um, Edgar Wright does a fantastic job with this, this is sort of his coming out party as a director. Um, he was known in England before that, you know, for TV. Um, but, you know, he loves the tool of foreshadowing. He absolutely loves it. Um, and the movie is full of it. Even though this scene is all compacted, the entire movie has, you know, it, it just, it shares the story as it goes along. Um, yeah, that, that blew my mind because I didn't catch any of that when I, <laughs> yeah, when right. I watched that movie. Yeah. Yeah. When you pointed that out to me, it's like, oh my God, yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's all there. And, and more importantly to me, we get the white lines. Oh, no, that's a great, that, absolutely. That's one of the iconic scenes in there. <laughs> but that also shows that when they leave, when they leave the pub, 
it shows, and we see it more in the movie, how oblivious they are to what's going on until you know they're actually completely and utterly confronted by it. Yeah, hundred yes. um, percent. You know, they, they, there's two zombies. You know, someone loses a head, the other one's singing white lines with them, and they're just they're oblivious to it. They're just in their own little world. Um, yeah, the last little bit that it wasn't even in audio cue is when the zombie knocks on the door. There's a sign next to the door that says uh, pool tournament or pool, pool knockout competition. Pool knockout. Yeah. Because John, that's how they, you know, well, they, they begin their destruction of John, the owner of the pub, later in the, in the movie with the pool cues. So that's it's the, like... Uh, the it, don't stop me now scene. Yes. Don't yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's and great. It just shows Edgar Wright's attention to detail again. I really dig that. He is one of my favorite directors because his ability to stylize a movie like this and then, you know, Baby Driver and all, and Scott Pilgrim and all of his movies like this, um, it's genius. Absolutely love it. Can't agree more. Absolutely. Next, we have one of Joe's favorite films. Big Trouble. There's some things I'd like to know. For instance, who's the guy running around with a rifle and who in the hell is the guy jumping on me from out of a tree? What guy in a tree? That's what I'm wondering. Look. You brought us down here to do a simple job, in, out, bing, bang. All of a sudden, I got Geronimo running into the house and Tarzan landing on my coconut. Your primary concern is to finish this job before a certain potty shoots his mouth off. Excuse me. <laughs> Gentlemen, would you mind putting out your cigars, please? Come again. I ask, would you mind putting out your cigars, please? As a matter of fact, I would mind. Well, you see, the reason I ask, all due respect, I got a great New York strip sitting over there. Cost me $27 and change, and it tastes like I'm eating a cigar. Listen, Ace, number one, you're eating a steak at a place called Joe's Stone Crab. And number two, there's no rule that says we can't smoke. Well, number one, my name is not Ace. And number two, I'm not talking about rules here. I'm talking about manners. You see, there is no rule that says I can't come over here and fart on your entree. But I don't do it. Why? Because it's not good manners. So I ask you again, in the nicest possible way, to please put out the cigars, okay? <laughs> Thank you. I hope you realize you've just committed assault. I know, I know. You know, I remember time was you actually had to hit somebody. You go tell your employer it's gonna cost them another 10 G's a piece. Okay, but we want this finished as soon as possible. Well, believe me, we don't want to spend any more time in this garden spot than we have to. Got that right. He's talking about Florida. Just yeah. To- yeah. <laughs> Miami, Miami in particular. Specifically, but yeah. 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 This yeah. movie to me is a love letter to like the real Miami. A lot of times you get movies about Miami and it's just South Beach or it's some big action piece. But in this movie, you get like a lot of the real neighborhoods, a lot of the real places. You travel to Bayside, travel to like the Mass Academy, you travel through like Coconut Grove. And on top of that, I know we picked a scene with Dennis Farina, the late great man, just because he's an amazing actor. And I just, he just, the the energy he pulls in that scene is amazing. But this, I could have picked any number of like a hundred clips from this movie and it would have been great. the main star of the movie is Tim Allen, believe it or not. Um, Stanley Tucci plays an amazing, incredible role. It's one of Zoe Deschanel's early mm-hmm. acting roles. Rene Russo. Rene Russo, DJ Qualls. Yeah. Um, it's it's oh, Patrick Warburton, um, Janine Garofalo. You can yes. just go on with this movie. It's, it's it, And it's one of the ones that most people haven't heard of. It's a sleeper, dude. I never heard of that movie before you brought it to the show. Yeah, I had seen it maybe once. Yeah, yeah. every time I bring it up, people are like, oh, you mean in Little China? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, it's actually in like Little Havana. <laughs> 
But uh, it, it's a super fun movie. Oh, not to mention Johnny Knoxville and um, Eddie. Jason Lee, right? Jason, Jason Lee. Lee. Yeah. Um, also, Sofia Vergara in one of her very first right. roles. Almost unrecognizable. She's so yeah. young. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just an all-star cast. And it's, it's a really fun dialogue-driven movie that ends up being a wild ride written by Dave Barry, who was a humorist for the Miami Herald for years. Yeah, I, that's part of the fun of doing the show for me is I get introduced to movies that maybe weren't on my radar. Um, and some of them are, are, are like this one. Big Trouble is a good example. It's a smart comedy. Um, then we have like these pedigree movies that I'd never seen for some reason, like Cool Hand Luke, which yeah. was one of Doug's. I don't know why I never saw it. It's just sometimes I, I enlighten the boys. I needed to enlighten or like the boys. Me with Train Spotting, who did not yeah. know anything yeah. what that yeah. movie was going to be about, but right. I thought I'd seen it a hundred times. Oh, <laughs> be careful with Train Spotting. Oh my God. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one to watch. Yeah. Mm. But it's great. All right, we are jumping into our next clip from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Although I think there was a typo there. That's my fault. <laughs> So Raiders is another one of those movies that I could watch anytime it's on. I grew up with it. You have one of the greatest action movie heroes of all time, in my opinion, Harrison Ford. I thought you meant Alfred Molina. And a young Doc Ock, <laughs> yes. He becomes one of the greatest actors. Yeah. He does. So in this sequence, um, he's, he's trying to get this idol. This place is booby-trapped in a wonderfully 80s way. And he's got a bag of sand that he's going to use as a dummy so that he can replace it, tricking the sentient stone cavern he's in. <laughs> okay, so there's so much tension here. There's so much buildup. Doc Ock's back there, you know. And look at that. He did it. Or did he? And it's such a cool moment because Indiana Jones is such a flawed character. He's sort of cocksure, but he always messes up. He always gets hurt. Um, it makes him a little bit more relatable. He's not Superman. He's uh, Clark Kent, for sure. So we get all of these wonderful practical effects. Doc Ock escapes with the whip. Give him the whip. Throw me the idol. And this guy's, come on, you see right through it. But he's running out of time. So he does the only thing he can do, throws him the idol. Adios, and uh, oh, he's off to find Peter Park. That's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it was like a three-foot jump. So. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the camera angle. 100%. Now, this is where Harrison Ford shines in this sequence for me. The smile. The, oh, shit, I'm about to die. Smile. Like, it's just, he brings his character to life in a way that, say, Burt Reynolds couldn't, who was uh, originally considered for this role. I love Burt, but that would have been disastrous. <laughs> so, Indy gets out scot-free just in the nick of time and he runs into rubber alfred molina that doesn't look like alfred molina at all <laughs> not even a little bit they're like hey we got any rubber hispanic exactly. guys in yep. the, in yeah. but almost just like al pacino and scarface you're right <laughs> you're right and this is the most iconic moment for my money in the scene the giant rolling boulder which again just like terminator 2 if he would have hung back yeah, for a second i was getting ready to say that. i'm like why didn't you just walk back a couple steps yeah but then he wouldn't have got out he also wouldn't have gave me the joke I use for any fat person chasing me. I just start singing Indiana Jones. Oh, that's uh, that hurts my heart, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> sitting next to a fat guy. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean sitting next to? I am no. myself. Wow. So, and I, w I will very quickly date myself. I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark in theaters. So, <laughs> how old is this? Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, then if you couldn't tell, I know we're at a comic con. Me and Doug are actually in costume. He is Schmidt and I am Janko from 21 Jump Street. <laughs> <laughs> it would work. 
You're you're Jenko ate a cheeseburger and I'm Drake ate a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, that's our cosplay. No, you're Eric. Because well, in the movie, remember Doug is trying to like cuddle up next to Eric. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I, I would, like and that. I would cuddle. Yes. <laughs> that's for later. That's for after the show. All right. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> I love that you have this now. Me too. Oh, it's the best thing ever. Uh, our next clip is from a wonderful sci-fi movie. You you people in the audience don't know nothing about no sci-fi. We're not at a comic convention or anything. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Fifth Element. Watching all day, sweetie. You rot your brain. For a perfect one. Ha! Uh, the gas. Been here long? Yeah, long enough. Come on, give me the gas. Is that a Z140? Mediated titanium. No charge assault model. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Good thing for me it's not loaded. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean it's not loaded? We have to push that little yellow button to load it. Take your time. Oh, God. You want me to... Okay. There you go. Give me the gas! That's a very dangerous gun. Maybe you better let me hang on to this one for you, huh? You don't mind, do you? No. You sure? No. Take it. I don't need it. That's very nice, Ed. Thank you. Please enter your license. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome on board, Mr. Dallas. Morning, you level 10. Well, Propulsion to X4. You have five points left on your license. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Have a nice day. I mean, there are so many scenes I could have picked from that movie, but this one um, I latched onto. It's a it's a scene stealer. I yeah. should know the actor's name, French dude. Uh, but he steals the movie in my estimation with that short scene. Um, and the best part about it is Bruce Willis hung on and tried not to break through the entire scene. His giggles and his laughs are real. Oh yeah, hundred oh, yeah. percent. But they decided that they were so authentic that they left it in 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 the clip, and it worked. I mean, it just it just tightened it up and nailed it so much. Um, you know, give me the cash is, is a line yes. I've used with, <laughs> with my kids since the movie came out. You know, they, that if they wanted money from me, they had to say it like that or they weren't getting any money. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important scene, a nostalgic scene for me. And, and again, just Bruce Willis just losing his, losing his shit there is, is fantastic. So I yeah. had to play that one. You know, Doug, you're a great dad. Really? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can tell when I when we talk because we've had your wow. kid, your your sons on the show before. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my kids are grown. Yeah. Another date myself uh, thing, but yeah, I've I've both my my two older boys have both guested on the show, uh, Shaun of the Dead, my oldest son Tim, and uh, Jurassic Park, my middle son John. 
And I've got my daughter, Hannah, scheduled, and my youngest, Dan, will also be on the show. So It's a family affair, man. Yes, and if it you is. want to hear those yes, episodes, uh, find our show. It's Masters of the Cinematic Universe. You can grab a free tiny sticker. Tiny. They're much like too baby, small. Baby, baby stickers. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it. So I, I ordered some promotional some, yeah. items for the show. Someone didn't pay attention to the size no, when we no. selected it. I, I, was, I had a nice buzz going when I ordered these stickers. Yeah. But they're yours if you'd like them. Yeah. Um, I for my money in the Fifth Element, that's my favorite annoying character in the movie. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. And there's no Chris shortage Tucker. of annoying characters in that movie. Oh no, definitely not. <laughs> absolutely but. not. Yeah, and that, really quickly though, that actor he went on. He he played one of the leads. It's a movie most people might not know called Amelie. It's a romantic comedy yeah. out of France, and he played the male lead in that. So like you can see him as a completely different character and shows his range as an actor to go from that. To, to Amelie. So. I hope he wins an Oscar one day. Right? And when they show like his Lifetime Achievement Award, it's yeah. Amelie and it's give me the case. Give me the case. Yes. Or, or at least he plays a character named Oscar. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, yep. All right. Our next clip is from the film Bad Santa. I'm going to give you a little disclaimer here. For sensitive ears, this is an 18 and up show, guys. I don't know if you know this. Earmuffs. Because yeah. what this character is about to say does not reflect the views of the hosts of this show. Or any decent human being. I just want you to be aware. Okay. All right. Here we go. Like. Fucking sick. I'm pissing myself. What the fuck you think you're doing? You son of a bitch! Hey, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on. Look here. Look, hey, 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 come on, come on. Look here. Get him out of here. I'll go smooth things over with your pesca. Tell him food poison or something. What do you mean, get him out of here? Take him to the car. In case you hadn't noticed, I'm a motherfucking dwarf. So unless you got a forklift handy, maybe you should lend a hand, hmm? That figures. You want all kind of set aside, special treatment because you're handicapped. You all the same. Special treatment? I'm three foot fucking tall, you asshole. It's a matter of physics. Draw me a sketch of how I get him to the car, huh? Bitch, bitch, bitch. Sketch it up, you fucking moron. Fucking Leonardo da Vinci. What you calling me, Zaha? I called you a fucking Guinea homo from the 15th fucking century, you dickhead. I can stick you in my ass, small fry. Yeah? You sure it ain't too sore from last night? You got some lip on you, midget. Well, these lips were on your wife pussy last night. Why don't you dust that thing off once in a while, asshole? I pissed my pants. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Guess who we picked are, that clip? We are sorry. Uh, <laughs> Doug? No, I did not. <laughs> Don't shift the blame. You did host the episode. I hosted you the episode, but I did not you. pick that clip. I couldn't resist. I needed the bad scene. And just like your reaction when we did that episode to how funny you like, how much you laughed. It is very funny. I'm also glad that a child walked into the room right before we, we saw. Perfect timing. <laughs> So, Joe, uh, talk about your favorite clip from your favorite movie of all time. Well, it's, it's not my favorite clip from the movie, but I picked it for Doug, just because I you love Doug so much. But it's this movie is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Um, 
I don't know what it is. It's just so terrible in every sense of the word. And you just get this. This is who Billy Bob Thornton is to me. Like whenever I see him, this is who I picture him as. Like I don't picture him as any of his other characters. It's always (laughs) like the bad Santa character. Willie. Willie. Yeah. Yeah. And and then Thurman Merman, like that character was amazing on top of everything else. The whole cast in there is is remarkable. I just like that this is like also a callback to Friday, the movie Doug has never seen, (laughs) to when when, uh, Billy, or uh, so like Bernie Mac is going over to see Miss Parker. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and then he gets chased out of the house. Bernie Mac steals that scene for me because he Oh absolutely his, his humor is subtle in the background when he's when he's muttering bitch, bitch, bitch to himself. Bitch, bitch, yeah. bitch. That tickles that's so delightful <laughs> yep. to me, man. Yeah. And uh rest in peace, Bernie Mac also. Uh, I feel like a, a few of our clips here that I've picked at least have gone to people who aren't with us anymore. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, right. is it a thing for you? Maybe I'm maybe I'm a sensitive soul. Or no, that's I'll leave it alone. Or they're just great <laughs> or they're just great clips. Fuck just you, Doug! <laughs> They are great clips. And really quick, I hope I hope that was our most recent Christmas episode. I hosted that. I had only seen Bad Santa one time, pretty much when it came out. There was no good reason why I didn't watch it again, but it was so fantastic to host that that episode. Um, and that scene in particular, every time I watch it, I laugh out loud. I cannot not laugh. It's it, it is it's something special well, because the the writing while it's yeah. vulgar it's smart it's such smart comedy yeah listen yeah. that 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 da vinci line is genius it's absolute genius also just the delivery exactly so i yep. like in our show when i go to watch the movies you know because we take turns on, on the podcast i'll pick an episode then joe then doug and it goes round and round my wife can now tell who picked what movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's true all right our next clip is from one of my favorite movies, Jurassic Park. Um, Jurassic Park finds us broken down, and the kids, Lex and Tim, are in the car with this lawyer. Um, this, this, again, this is Steven Spielberg doing what Steven Spielberg does best, which is build tension, ignore continuity, um, just tell a visual story seamlessly, man. Like, you see it in all of his work. We get a little taste of what's to come here with the vibration of the, the water in the cup. Now, to accomplish this, they strung a guitar string underneath the cut open dashboard of a Ford Explorer. Um, that's dedication. I, I And the only reason they did it was because they tried it a bunch of other ways and it didn't look right. That's some very directory stuff to say, but um, yeah, this this is a breathtaking moment for me, man. This is another one of those that I'll just play without any context in the middle of, of a day. Like, I'd like to watch the T-Rex scene from Jurassic Park. So Tim's looking for the goat, and all we see is a dangling chain. And of course, Lex wonders, well, where's the goat? Where's the goat? Boom! <laughs> there it is, there it is! <laughs> We crank to like from from zero to sixty so quick in this sequence, man. We get this wonderful Stan Winston animatronic T-Rex that literally weighs three thousand pounds and maybe five thousand pounds after they film the scene with all oh, yeah. the water that's soaked into it. its foam latex skin. I mean, the the, the T-Rex went into uh, seizures because yeah. of the water. That's scarier to me than right. the scene. Exactly. Like, imagine being one of these kids and they're like, "All right, action." And this thing starts stuck. Yeah. No, that's frightening. I'm also glad you picked some continuity. Like how I did to, uh, you know, actors who may have, you know, been late. You picked Indiana Jones and Montana Bones. 
Montana bones. <laughs> yeah, he does look like a like a bootleg Indiana Jones. It, it's the ascot, man. Yeah, you don't need that ascot. Anyway, um, yeah. So again, mostly practical effects. CGI was very very young at the time that this movie was released in the early 90s. So they had to rely on the Winston Studio to create a dinosaur. Now, where they do use CGI in these sequences. It's dark, it's raining, so they get to hide a lot of the imperfections, but it still holds up. Well, this movie is the reason why movies today exist. Yeah, on a CGI realm. I mean, I, yeah, I have, you know, I'm the graphics to were invented for, from this movie. So. It's also the only reason anyone ever bought a Ford Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> so the adults are smart, the kids are stupid. That's a theme in most Steven Spielberg movies. There's a, a T-Rex on the loose outside of your car. What should you do, Lex? Uh, well, I found this spotlight-sized flashlight. <laughs> Let's try shining it directly into his eyes. No, I think she's calling Batman. That's true. <laughs> Which one, though? Have you seen the Pats one yet? Nah. Oh, There's only one Batman to me. Michael Keaton? George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer my Batman with nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, pull that clip. That's going to go in the front of every show. <laughs> I prefer my Batman with nipples. I prefer my Batman with nipples. So again, we are treated to a visual feast. Can I say that? Yeah, man. Literally. He's about to have a visual feast. Yes. The things I dilated, okay? Do you understand how that was accomplished? Because I don't. Nope. I'm 37 years old. <laughs> Now, the sound of the T-Rex roar, do you know how that was accomplished? Uh, they took a bunch of, like, there was an alligator, an elephant, a French horn, French <laughs> a horn. car alarm. Oh, that was a bunch of stuff. You're sitting in the editing room, like, you know what this needs? French horn. It does. <laughs> Everything needs French horn. I, I agree. I was a, a French horn player back in school. And that's, the, okay. That explains, that explains a lot. A lot. Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. It really does. Now, here's some of that continuity discarding we were talking about. The glass is broken, the glass is whole, the glass, it doesn't matter. He's just telling a story. And if you like this sequence and you like art, I got a booth back there. I had a Jurassic Park piece that celebrates that scene. Can you believe that? I actually can. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Eric is our official artist as well. Uh, Artofericpabone.com. Oh, man, free plugs on my own show. Right? That's how you know you made it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right. Our next clip is one that Doug picked, and it is from the classic film Fight Club. Life insurance pays off triple if you die on a business trip. If you are seated in an emergency exit room, yeah, and feel you would be unable or unwilling to perform the duties listed on the safety card, please ask a flight attendant to reseat you. It's a lot of responsibility. Want to switch seats? No, I'm not sure I'm the man for that particular job. An exit door procedure at 30,000 feet. Mm-hmm. The illusion of safety. Yeah, I guess so. You know why they put oxygen masks on planes? So you can breathe. Oxygen gets you high. In a catastrophic emergency, you're taking giant panic breaths. Suddenly you become euphoric, docile. You accept your fate. It's all right here. Emergency water landing, 600 miles an hour. 
blank faces, calm as Hindu cows. That's um, that's an interesting theory. What do you do? What do you mean? What do you do for a living? Why? So you can pretend like you're interested. <laughs> okay. You have a kind of sick desperation in your life. We have the exact same briefcase. Soap. Sorry? I make and I sell soap. The yardstick of civilization. And this is how I met Tyler Durden. Did you know if you mixed equal parts of gasoline and frozen orange juice concentrate, you can make napalm? No, I did not know that. Is that true? That's right. One can make all kinds of explosives using simple household items. Really? If one was so inclined. Tell you are by far the most interesting single-serving friend I've ever met. To have this thing, everything on a plane is single-serving, even the... Oh, I get it. It's very clever. Thank you. How's it working out for you? What? Being clever. Great. Keep it up, then. Right up. Now a question about it. As I pass, do I give you the ass or the crunch? Oh, yeah. I mean, Fight Club again. I keep repeating myself, but it's one of my favorite films. Um, yeah. It's flawlessly done. I mean, David Fincher, uh, he nailed it from start to finish. Uh, spoilers, uh, Tyler doesn't exist. Tyler is our narrator. What? It's, Fuck you, know, you Doug! <laughs> I got to figure everybody's seen it already, you know? He, oh. was, he was a ghost the whole time. The whole time. So... That's the cool thing about this movie, and we've talked about it, is the fact that the first time you watch it and you're surprised by this, it's an experience in and of itself. And then the second time you watch it knowing it, it's a completely different movie. Yes. yes. And you appreciate it in a different way and love it more. Like, knowing that they're the same person, he's, the narrator's sitting there having an internal conversation with himself that he doesn't even know he's having. He's calling himself out, you know, Time and time again, making fun of his, his, you know, his cleverness and everything else. Um, and you don't know it the first time you watch it. So, I mean, the dialogue is great. Uh, I mean, you have, we have the same briefcase. That's such a throwaway piece yes, of dialogue. Yeah. Or the, uh, the, the phone booth that says no um, incoming calls. Right. Uh, there are so, yeah, there are so many Easter eggs, yeah. clues, and, and foreshadowing in this movie that, again, you watch it the second time and you go, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? Every single scene. But the clues are there from the start. Yeah. I mean, you know something's funny when you've got the quick one-frame inserts of Tyler standing behind a doctor. And yeah. Actually on the plane before that 100%. scene in the aisle behind the, the flight attendant. But to piece it together, you know, and I mean, I, I read the book, so I, I, I'm trying to think. I might have read the book after. But um, yeah, it's... It's one of my favorites. Great movie. I'd recommend it. And then the third time you watch it, when you listen to our episode, you can catch a contact buzz. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we had a special guest. And, so, uh, Samantha Har was our special guest for that episode. We, we all got a little carried away. 
Um, how long did it end up going? Like four? It was like four hours. It was hours. five and a half hours of recording. Five and a half four hours. Four hours of actual episode. But that's where that's where the line. How old is this motherfucker? Yeah, was born? That's yeah. true. I believe that's true. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Samantha imbibed a little bit, uh, a lot, which was <laughs> a little, way lot. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was so. But much But it was fun. fun. It was a blast. It really was. Um, and I will say, perfectly cast. Edward Norton has yeah. the most punchable face in the world. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So to be cast in a movie <laughs> where he gets punched in the face and a lot. Who right. doesn't want to pretend themselves as Brad Pitt? That's, you know, yeah. that's an unrealistic expectation, man. That dude yeah. with the shirt off makes right. me feel bad about myself. Yeah. All right. Our next clip is uh, a Joe pick. It's from one of his favorite films, Idiot. Well, it's the movie. best movie oh. ever made. Only right. five stars. Also, it's a, it's a prehistoric drama, uh, documentary because <laughs> it's going to come true. It's already true. <laughs> it's like Gatorade. Is that that Brondo stuff? They're watering crops with a sports drink? Brondo the Thirst Mutilator had come to replace water virtually everywhere. Water, the basic component of all life, had been deemed a threat to Brondo's profit margin. The solution came during the budget crisis of 2330 when the Brondo Corporation simply bought the FDA and the FCC, enabling them to say, do, and sell anything they wanted. Joe didn't know any of this, but he did see a problem that he might actually be able to solve. With his options running out, Joe took a bold step. He would not get out of the way. This time, he would lead. For the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look. The plants aren't growing. So I'm pretty sure that the Brondo's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. So <laughs> okay, look, you, you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brondo's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what... They used to make Brondo. Yeah, but why did they use them to make Brondo? Because Brondo's got electrolytes. Uh, yeah. Hot mic. Yeah, oh yeah. So, uh, this is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, I don't know what makes it so attractive to me, except for I just laughed, like, through the entire, the entire film. Also, another all-star cast. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but, like, I'm not more about like the single character leading the movie. I'm more about the entire cast, uh, you know, sure, sure. coming across. But um, our main character is the less uh, no, lesser known Wilson, uh, Luke. He's got the nicer nose. Of he the does two. have a nicer nose. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and uh, he plays basically this guy who's the most average person in the world, but gets froze for 500 years. And when he wakes up, only the stupid people have repopulated. My other clip choice for this would have been the introductory clip of like, you know, Cletus versus uh, Carol and Trevor. Yes. <laughs> Um, so when he wakes up, he realizes Terry Crews is now the president, uh, Camacho, Elizondo, Herbert, Mountain Dew, Savage. <laughs> <laughs> 
And they can't figure out why the world can't grow crops. And it's because Rondo's got electrolytes. It does. It's what plants crave. It is. But do you know why they crave it? Because it's got electrolytes. But what are electrolytes? It's, it's stuff that you make brown. <laughs> and I, I love this, the circular going around of this conversation where it just, mm-hmm. and, I, and I will say this anytime, like anyone's like, what's that? And I'm like, it's got electrolytes. Yeah. Or if I see Gatorade, it's got electrolytes. Do you do the hand motions? Because every time they say that, they go, it's got electrolytes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or or the, my other favorite line in the movie is, um, what about the nuclear reactor down in Florida? And it's like, I thought it was in Georgia. Georgia's in Florida, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes it feels like it might as well be. Um, this this is a Mike Judge uh, a film, and Mike Judge is just to me he, he speaks volumes. I grew up watching Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead to America was probably my favorite movie. I have the original script, like book from the movie, um, Office Space, another classic. Yep. You know, Extract. He did series such as King of the Hill, Silicon which, Valley, which I do another podcast called the Texas State Boggle Champions, which is a King of the Hill uh, episodic podcast. Yes, as well. indeed. Um. But, you know, Mike Judge just had that, oh, yeah, Silicon Valley, 100%. Yep. He just has this kind of, like, absurd comedy and rhetoric that goes on. And mm. I, I just, it touches my, my soul. <laughs> so to recap, uh, because this is, we're getting towards the end of our show here. Yeah. Um, again, we're masters of the cinematic universe. You can find us in all your podcast spots, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, check it out. Leave a review. Uh, leave us a nasty comment if you want. Just be honest. Exactly. And uh, join the Facebook group. We have a, a Facebook group where you can post memes to your heart's content. Yep. We have a Patreon where we beg for money. Just a dollar a month. That'll, that'll help us out. And oddly, people donate. And we give shout-outs in every episode also. Yes. That's true. And we'd also like to thank uh, show sponsor Mo DeWitt, DeWitt Law Firm. If you are injured on the go, just call Mo. If you have a legal question, call Mo. If you just want to chat... Maybe, don't call them out. No. <laughs> call us. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for us. We are Masters yeah. of Cinematic Universe. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, this wonderful MyCon. Enjoy the rest of the show. And we will see you out there on the floor. Don't, really quickly, don't forget to visit Eric's booth. His Pardon? art is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I've got a few pieces on the wall, and I'm getting some more. So, uh, very talented man right here. Oh, that's so sweet, well, man. It's, true. Such a sweet it's easy when it's true. Yeah, yep. I do have art for sale if you want to check it out. Thanks again, guys. Yeah. We got Thank one last so thing to much. do, though. Lights. Camera. Fuck off! Fuck you, Doug! <laughs>Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I called it first. I'm yeah, posting Jeopardy. <laughs> are you, though? Listen, guys, we, we need your help. Uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say, uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh depending on the tier that you sign up for oh we got all the tiers oh yeah you can either be a friend of the show a friend with benefits we just we could start to get serious or you could just put a ring on it already yeah and if you uh if you exceed that amount uh you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if if you want Not safe for your eyes, picks in my case, but not safe for anything, picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. 
uh, take a look at all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that that number one tier. And with that... You can even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.